This reading is from 1 Samuel. It's from the third chapter, and I'm sure you'll recognize this reading. So listen for God's word to us. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli, and he said, Here am I, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Go lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Here ends the reading. You know, most of us would love an itinerary. When we go somewhere that we're not familiar with, we we often hire people to put together an itinerary for us so that we know where we're going, so we make sure we go to the right places at the right time. We have someone sort of clearing the way for us, showing us the path of, of how to get from this place to the next place. We get on buses and they let someone else drive us to, to places of interest. We love an itinerary, at least in some parts of our lives. I know that for many of us, we've said this, I just wish it was clear what I was supposed to do. I just wish I knew what the next thing was or how this was going to turn out. We really yearn for some surety, some certainty about the way things are supposed to go. And we often get so wrapped up in that, especially then when we have children or when we care for other children, that we are willing to go to great lengths to clear the way before them. Some even take this beyond far, right? Paying college admissions, having someone else take the test so that someone can get into school. We have a term for this now called snowplow parents, because you've seen what a snowplow does. It just throws everything out of the way to clear the path so that you can, you can drive your car through on the road. A very useful thing in the winter. And I think, we think that that would be, wouldn't that be really great now to have, to have, to have a, a snowplow person in front of us all the time, just making the path abundantly clear? just so that we, we just know. And sometimes I think you hear preachers and you hear, you hear other people in the, in, in the realm of Christianity, when they talk about God, they almost talk about God that way. God's, God's going to clear the path for you. He's going to make it clear and level. But in some ways, I think it's the other way around. We're the ones who have to do the hard work of walking the path and making some of the decisions about the steps we're going to take as we clear the way for God in other people's lives. As we trust that God is in the midst of our getting lost, of our not knowing where to go, 
And that God is, in a sense, part of us trying to figure that out and the struggle that is there. We begin to show signs to other people that God is present in their lives as well, even in their struggles. I've always said that being a Christian is not an easy thing. That in some ways, I think it makes life even more difficult because we choose to follow a God who sees all the suffering of the world and feels it deeply. We serve a God who has, who has um, married God's self to our lives and the difficulties therein. God has given his son into those difficulties to show us that there is a path, there is a way, a large overarching way to life. That God is at work in the midst of the difficulty and the hardship. And so that's how we follow, but it's not an easy path. Sometimes we get lost. Sometimes we think we're going the right way, you know, and we're just trudging along here and, and, and we get to a point and we realize, you know what, this isn't, this is not where I need to be. Or I'm not sure if this is where I need to be any more. And we get confused. And we begin to look around and oftentimes what we do is we don't do what I taught the kids. We don't ask for help. We think, you know, I'll figure this out. I can do this. I'll, I'll get it done. I'll, I'll, I'll plow my way through myself. I'll get there. But in those times, the greatest gift that we can give to ourselves and to other people is to reach out. Not only to other people, but also to open our hearts and our minds to God in a more significant way. Instead of getting anxious, instead of closing down, perhaps the gift of getting lost is that we might take a step back and open up. To stand in the uncertainty, to stand in the vagueness of where we're supposed to go and to begin to look and to listen for signs of what the directions are. That's not an easy one either because we so much want the itinerary. We want that next step. What is it that's going to bring me life? What is it that's going to make the biggest difference in the world? What is it that's going to, to help me become whoever it is I'm supposed to become? A person that I read and follow a little bit said something that I thought was really profound for me personally the other day. He said, it is not what we accomplish in life that matters. It is not what we accomplish in life that matters. It's who we become. Let that sit with you for just a minute. It is not what we accomplish in life that matters. It is who we become. And I think it's oftentimes when we're lost and when we have to stop and to ask for help when we have to look around and try to find our way without an, without an itinerary, that's when we become. That's when we grow strength and resilience in spades. 
because the path has not been easy. The path has not been cleared for us. We learn to open up, to trust not just God, not just other people, but to trust ourselves that we don't have to rush headlong into life and look for that itinerary, that we can stop, we can look, we can listen, and then we can move on. And again, it is not easy. Sometimes the lostness lasts for a long time. I know that there are probably people in this room who are feeling that right now. How long, O Lord? Like a deer longs for the streams, I long for you, O God. Give me something to drink. Give me what I need. Give me that next step. I'm sure that there are people that are right in your lives and your areas of influence who are feeling very lost right now. And one of the best things that you could do is just to be with them. Not necessarily saying, oh, it's going to be all right. Everything's going to work out just fine. God's got a plan. That may be the last thing they need to hear. The best thing they might need to hear is, I'm going to walk with you through this. I'm going to be right beside you. And together, we'll figure this out. Together, we will make it through. That might be the best thing that you could do and the best gift that you could give to someone who is lost. Today, we have the great privilege and honor of welcoming into our communion Piper Elizabeth Schaefer. Today, she becomes, through the sacrament of water and the spirit, the sacrament of baptism, she becomes officially part of this body of Christ. God's grace is sufficient for her to draw her in to this. And our job is not to be snowplows for her as much as we would like to. I mean, have you met her? You know, I mean... We just love to clear the way, to make, make the path easy. But that is not our primary responsibility. Our primary responsibility is to help raise her up, to teach her how to be resilient, to teach her about the things of faith, to teach her how to trust and how to walk on the path, even when it's difficult. That is the great gift that we can give to her and to her family as she becomes part of us. And that is the great gift that we give as a community of Christ is that we walk together with each other in those times of lostness. That we then as a community shine a light out into this community, not to say we've got it all figured out, but come and walk with us because we believe God is powerful and God's grace is sufficient and God will walk with us powerfully to show us the path even when it seems unclear. And so I encourage you to take up your role with Piper, with all of our children, with each other, to link arms, to care for each other deeply, to get beyond just the, hi, how you doing? To drink deep of each other's lives and walk with each other, not because we have the answers for each other, but because together in Christ is how we make our way.
In the book, The Gifts of the Dark Wood, Eric Elmas, the author, quotes E.L. Doctorow, who is a, who is a writer. And I love this quote because I pretend to be a writer myself. And he says this, E.L. Doctorow said this, writing a novel is like driving a car at night. You can only see as far as your headlights, but you can make the whole trip that way. What if we trusted that the light shines just far enough ahead for us to make our way through all of our life and into the life everlasting?